uh, thanks for uh, checking us out. We just wanted to let you know that uh, this coming Sunday, we will be uh, putting up on a video again, a worship service. This time we'll be with some music and some more aspects of our worship service along with a uh, message. And so we'll be sending out a link after we get that uh, recorded and it'll be on our webpage and also we'll send an email, but that will be up available for you Sunday morning. And uh, trust you'll have a chance to uh, check that out and uh, continue to worship with us. These are difficult times. We're trying to stay connected. Uh, our church webpage, I'd encourage you to continue to look at that. Uh, Pastor Gary will be posting some uh, blog uh, spots on that. You can find it under the Ministries tab where you also find uh, some of the messages and so forth that we've recorded recently, along with, of course, our sermons are on there all the time uh, from the past year. You can go back and listen to some of those. And uh, again, if you have any particular needs that we can address or help you with, uh, please be sure and call the church office, call the staff members on our cell phones or home phones, and uh, we are here to help you. We're all trying to get through this uh, best we can, praying for one another, encouraging, supporting one another. I must say there uh, have been times where I've been tempted over the years because our church is busy. We have lots of activities and lots of great activities and important ministries. And at times I've thought, well, it'd be good to have a sabbatical, maybe a one-month sabbatical where we just had worship service and cancel all extra activities. Well, here we are. <laughs> it wasn't exactly what I had in mind that would be like this, where we couldn't even meet for worship services and our youth events and meetings and all these things. But here we are, and uh, we're all kind of on a forced sabbatical right now. And uh, But at the same time, uh, many of our uh, dear friends and your friends and neighbors, of course, too, are really busy. Those who work in the healthcare uh, industry right now are really, really busy and in, in situations where they're dealing with this right on the front lines. People in retail at our grocery stores and, you know, they're dealing with a lot of people in their stores and uh, it's just a, it's a very busy time. And so while some have time for sabbatical and rest, others are busier than ever. But when it comes to our Sunday worship and times together, uh, we really want to help continue to rest in the Lord, have time to worship, have, have time to pray, uh, to read our Bibles, to encourage one another and help one another. So I look forward to uh, joining you. I'm going to post uh, well, this today, uh, just a short uh, devotional thought from our actually kind of continue our medica uh, meditations on Esther from uh, I put last Sunday and tomorrow I want to do the same. A couple of thoughts from the characters in the story of Esther and the one that occurred to me uh, this week after uh, I know many of you did uh, read Esther. Some of you have uh, talked to me and said you enjoyed taking time to read the book of Esther and as I contemplated again uh, that wonderful story and that uh, that account one of the uh, thoughts that occurred to me was how brave and how much uh, Esther sacrificed, was willing to sacrifice for what Mordecai asked her to do. You know, when we came to the end of that passage we read last week, when, uh, when Mordecai suggested to her, as we talked about, that God had put her in this place for such a time as this. And after she contemplated that and she responded, she sent this reply to Mordecai, and we read this together last week. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa, and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will, will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, 
even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. And I got to think of some more about that. And you know, stop and think what Esther is willing to sacrifice to serve her people. It occurred to me that no Jewish woman in history before or after this point had ever attained to such a place of royalty and wealth and uh, prosperity, I mean, and, and significance. Maybe the wives of Solomon, but we don't have individual uh, instances about that, as of course Solomon's reign was so powerful. But this Persian empire at this time was extremely wealthy, powerful. And here she is, the queen of this empire, maybe a, a teenage girl. And she has absolutely everything at her disposal. And like I said, I can't think of a Jewish woman before or after who had that much at her disposal, had that much to lose by going in and risking approaching the king uninvited, as we talked about last Sunday, which was not acceptable. It would be the rare exception that he would extend the golden scepter even to his queen. We know what happened to Vashti, as we talked about. And yet she was willing to risk this and willing to sacrifice everything to help her people and to do what she felt God wanted her to do. Not only did she do it once, she actually did it twice. Because as we go into the story, even after Haman is discovered as the one who has is, who is, uh, originated this plot against her people of destroying all the Jews, she has to go in once again to the king when it comes to a plan to save his people. See, the problem is once the, the edict of the Medo-Persians was made by the king, it was not revoked. And the only way to change this was to issue another edict that would allow the Jews, of course, to defend themselves as we see they do in this story. But we read in chapter 8, in verse 3, Esther again pleaded with the king, falling at his feet and weeping. She begged him to put an end to the evil plan of Haman the Agagite, which he had devised against the Jews. Then the king extended the gold scepter to Esther, and she arose and stood before him. If it pleases the king, she said, and then she goes on to make her request. Twice. And the second time, she went in weeping and pleading. You remember the story of Nehemiah? When Nehemiah came before the king, and the king, uh, and his face was just downcast. He wasn't weeping. He wasn't. He just was downcast and sad. And the king said, Nehemiah, what's wrong? Why is your face downcast? You didn't come into the presence of those Near Eastern kings sad. You didn't come into the presence of those kings downcast. And you certainly didn't come in weeping. Why? Everybody who comes before the king is happy because you were in the presence of the king. And so Esther twice risked her life to go in and plead on the behalf of her people. Uh, this young lady was a tremendous servant who was willing to sacrifice even her own life, let alone all the future she had before her. She was willing to do that for the sake of helping and serving her people. Well, you know how the story turns out. It turns out good. She doesn't sacrifice. She's not killed. And in fact, her people are saved. We know how the story ended. She did it.
And so I just want to remind you, you know, and also it, it occurred to me, a passage from the book of Acts, that Acts chapter 20 is the Apostle Paul is visiting the Ephesian elders and he's saying goodbye to them for what he feels like will be the last time. And he, he talks to them and he gives this wonderful message of, of his own life. And he, he tells these Ephesian elders, says, I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. And then he goes on to tell them, after I leave, I know there's going to be trouble, even from within you. And I'm praying for you. And I want you to stand firm, be on your guard. And then he says, remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit you to God, to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who have sacrificed. Then he says this in closing. He says, and everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, who said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's really interesting. That actual quote from Jesus is not found in the Gospels. But obviously, it was a genuine quote from the Lord Jesus Christ that was well known because Paul reminded them, even the Lord himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so during these days that everything is uh, in turmoil and everything at the same time has come to standstill in a lot of ways, I want to remind you that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Right now with the social distancing and with the uh, isolation and the quarantines, it's not even possible always to, to give and to do the things you want to do to help people. But you can write a note. You can pray for people and let them know you're praying for them. You can encourage them. You can say a word of encouragement to your friends and neighbors, to your children, to your parents, to just remind them, encourage them. As the Apostle Paul said here, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up. And this is the time we need to build one another up. We need to extend the hope of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to our friends and neighbors and be willing to serve him. Remember Esther, this young lady who was willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of her people. And so as we continue to uh, go through this crisis, as it certainly is, and I want to think, especially, you know, we have, there are many, many people in our community who have lost their income rather quickly. These are hard times for a lot of people. And we need to pray to God. And as people of God who know that we trust in God, who holds the world in his hands, uh, he is sovereign over all, that we pray to him and ask if it be in his will that he would uh, help this virus to end, help the measures that are being taken to accomplish what is necessary so life can get back to normal. But in these times when it's not normal and we need to find some new ways to connect, new ways to uh, stay in touch and, and new ways to continue to seek God's face, uh, we will grow from this and we will be better. And so I want to close with a word of prayer. And I especially want to pray for those of our uh, family and friends and our neighbors who are in the front lines with the public right now because of their jobs in healthcare, even in retail, and in places where they're not able to work at home or work in a 
office. I mean, I'm in my office today, but uh, there's just a few of us here at church, and we are keeping our distance as we're supposed to. We're being very careful. I have the luxury of doing that, but not everybody does. And so let's pray for one another, encourage one another. And I'll have a message tomorrow for you, another short uh, devotional. I'm going to talk about Mordecai a little bit tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we're going to talk about the most important character in this story. So uh, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, even in these difficult times. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And Lord, we lift up uh, we lift up our church family today. We know there are many needs that uh, normally where we could be visiting people and and the things we can't do right now, but we can pray for one another, we can encourage one another. And Lord, uh, we also pray for those in our church family and our and, and others and our friends and neighbors in our community who are on the front line, who are serving in the public, uh, in healthcare, uh, in retail, in places where they, they need to be there right now. And Father, we just uh, pray for your protection, your hand of blessing over them, and also that they might be a light in this world, the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ, just as a way to interact with people. Help us as a church family to be that hope and light in this community and in our communities. And we look forward, Father, continuing to gather, even in these uh, different ways, worship together, celebrate together, and to remember that, uh, Father, we are in your hands and we trust you for all. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you and thank you for taking a few minutes to share with us. Today's lesson is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. So let's pray. Lord, we ask your blessing of your word to our hearts and to our lives today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, let's look uh, back on there all the time. Uh, from the 